Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smart Sex, Smart Love, where talking about sex goes beyond the taboo and talking about love goes beyond the honeymoon. Today, our show is about what different sex couples can learn from same-sex couples to improve their relationship. My guest today is Dr. Linda Spann, a frequent contributor for many news sources on the subject of LGBTQ mental health. As a lesbian who struggled with coming out and establishing fulfilling and healthy relationships with women, Dr. Spann knows firsthand the struggles two women may face in an intimate and romantic relationship. She learned how to love in a way that freed her to be her true self, and she felt called to help other women, specifically lesbian identifying, to do the same. In 2018, she opened the Lesbian Couples Institute in Denver, Colorado, her dream that became a reality. Awesome. Dr. Spann has more than 20 years of experience as a marriage and couples therapist and counselor and decided it was time to take her academic knowledge and her unique life experience to help her own community. Her new online coaching program is designed to fit the need of lesbian couples and their issues by providing step-by-step guidance from someone who knows firsthand how to do that work. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, I appreciate it myself. So, you know, as time has gone on, I've always spoken for the LGBTQ community. I've been hired to present and books I've written and everything. But, you know, I I don't know. Many people don't know this. I've talked about a little bit. When I started to write my own books, my first book was going to be called Gays and Les- uh, 10 Smart Things Gays and Lesbians Can Do to Improve Their Lives. And the publishers all said, you got to take the lesbians out. And I said, <laughs> why? I said, why? And I'm gay. They're like, they don't want men, gay or straight or bi at all, writing about their lives. It'll kill the sales. Did you ever hear of anything like that? I, I have not heard it, but I'm I'm shaking my head yes, because I can, I can relate to it. And I think that, that uh, women in my community probably relate to it as well. Yeah, I really, and I think we did, you know, and even in 2021, it's the same thing. If I do a TikTok, you know, or social media about lesbians, I get a lot of lesbians who say, yeah, that's true. Cause I'm just reporting information. I'm not, but I don't have the lived experience, which really rattles people, you know? And, yeah. but then, but, but then if I'm the only one presenting, I want to have the information. That's why I'm so glad to have you here. When I look for lesbian information, I can find hardly anything. And yeah. could you talk about that? What's all that about? I don't know what it's about. It, it's not uncommon when, when lesbians are looking for help, they put in the word lesbian in, into Google search and, and it's populated with all kinds of porn uh, pornography sites. Um, I just don't think there's very many lesbians that are in this profession um, that, that are that out. It, mm-hmm. it can be a little bit scary to be out professionally, especially if we work with uh, different sex couples and LGBTQ couples be- because because of heterosexism and, and that fear of, well, the, the different sex couples aren't going to want to come to our practice if we identify as lesbian. Yeah, um, definitely. So, I mean, in the research I've done, there's not very many uh, lesbian therapists that, that, that really advertise that. Right. And even if they do, and I know a few, um, they're not necessarily doing research on this. So, so that's what's hard to find, especially lesbian sexual health. You know, I know a lot about gay male sexual health. We write about it. There's lots of research, but I go to look up lesbians and I find hardly anything. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm in the process of looking for opportunities to, to pair up with some of the universities in this area to, to collaborate on some research together. But uh, even that has been a slow process of, of getting, you know, academicians to to call back. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And then get something started. Maybe you'll start your own certificate program then, your own research. Well, you're doing your own coaching. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you say, and I think people need to hear that when you say different sex couples versus same sex couples, can you define that so people know what you're talking about? Yeah. So same sex couples are, are couples where both individuals identify as uh, the same sex, male, female. Um, there, and there are other queer couples that have different ways of identifying, uh, but, but that's how I define same sex. And, and different sex couples are individuals of, of different sexes, male and female. They may or may not identify as straight. Um, they may identify as bisexual or fluid, uh, yet they're, they're a couple. So that's yeah. what I mean by it. Okay. And you know, one of my biggest pet peeves, I wonder if it's one of yours as a therapist, is when I, I do trainings and therapists will say, ah, oh, a couple is a couple. I work with couples. I don't see gender. I just see people. And I'm like, okay, that that there's a lot of overlap, but you're missing what two women bring, very different than two men, very different yeah. than a different sex. What Would you yeah. speak to that? Yeah, uh, happy to speak to that. Um, <laughs> I guess that I think that at, at one level, there is a lot of overlap and and so people say a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. And, right. and at the level of, you know, we, we're wired for connection. We all, you know, we just crave to be loved and understood and accepted. I think that's universal for all, for yeah. all couples and all people. Yes. Um, I, I think that some of the struggles are the same. You know, couples, regardless of, of their sexual orientation, almost always say their number one problem is communication and, right. and there's, you know, money struggles and, um, children, se- sexual desire discrepancy and parenting and, uh, you know, attachment style challenges that, that are, you know, happen across all types of couples. Uh, and then there's some, some unique, uh, things for, for all iterations of couples, including lesbian couples and gay male couples. So what are the unique things for two women? So I, you know, I, I think that one of the reasons that there are uh, unique things for two women is, is because two women, their, their brains, their bodies, and their socialization is all um, very similar, if not the same, right? And so um, there's strength in that. There's, there's some great things about that. And then there's some challenges. One of the challenges I've, I've seen over my years of practicing is that for lesbian couples, uh, be, because women are socialized to be the the tender to, to how do I want to say it tend to the emotional fire of relationships, right? We're mm. socialized to you know to play with dolls and and to be very tuned into uh, e- emotional temperature of a relationship. So you get mm. two women like that, both focusing on. The, the emotional energy in the relationship, that there can be a very fast, you know, growth of intimacy and, mm-hmm. and attraction. And, and that first stage of being in love can be just, just powerfully intimate for two women. Um, the downside of that is that there can be what, what's been referred to as emerging for lesbian mm-hmm. couples um, and, and a, a greater struggle, I think, with that stage of differentiation of, oh yeah, we're, we really are different, even though we look, you know, we look alike and sound alike and think alike, and, <laughs> uh, but yeah. actually we're different. And then negotiating that 
I, I have found to be more challenging often for lesbian couples. So differences, like couples often struggle with differences. Would you say two women struggle a little more? I, I think so. I mean, that that's, and I haven't researched it, but in my practice, that's, I, I yeah. have noticed that, that there's more distress around the, kind of that discovery of we, we do have differences. Yes. Right. So there's an other involved that, um, that is not like I, I was trained by a lesbian imago therapist and, uh-huh. um, she came up with, um, her thing was, uh, uh, you and I are one and I'm the one. Right. And it's, it's sort of an enmeshment. She would call it an enmushment. But, you know, in the 90s, lesbians started writing and saying, wait a minute, I don't feel that way. Like there's a healthy merging that two women can have that a therapist might mis- mislabel as um, enmeshment. Could you speak to that? Do you, do you believe that? Um, I, yeah, I think there can, there is healthy. There, there's there's again, women are we're trained to to really take take the role of uh, nurturing relationships, being tuned in to one, to, to partners, regardless of if our partner is same or different sex. So you have two women that are focused on that. That is yes. a beautiful thing. I mean, that, that, that there's just this automatic level of, of nurturing and tuning in um, that, that is, I would not want to pathologize at all. Um, I think the challenge again comes in, in being able to identify how am I different and then having the courage to, to really speak up about it. Right. And um, then be able to uh, tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah. Because also often women, girls are, are trained to be people pre pleasers and, and have a tendency toward acquiescing to what we think partners want um, and to avoid conflict. And so that that's, I think that's the challenge, but there is, there's a beautiful aspect to, um, to having two people that are so tuned in. Yes, yes. But I like what you're saying because even in the 80s and the 90s when I was doing my own research, first doing it with the gay and lesbian couples, they talked about doubling. Two men bring the social, the brain, the body, and the socialization just like two women, you know? Yeah. So, and people don't know, that's the biggest difference that I think uh, therapists don't attune to. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, it, it's, it's physiology and, and gender role socialization. Okay. Um, and why did you decide to create the Lesbian Couples Institute? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so my wife, Lisa, and I used to live in a, a smaller city in Colorado. And um, we would we would just sort of dream about, are we ready for an adventure and moving to a bigger city? And so that was sort of in the background. And then in 2018, I, I joined a year-long master mentorship program that Ellen Bader and Pete Pearson uh, oh, yeah. run. They're, they're the founders of um, the Couples Institute. And the, the first weekend that my cohort got together for an in-person retreat, it was in January of 2018. And I remember I was, I was nervous about coming out to this group. I didn't know anybody, but I put on my big kid panties and, and I, I did it, you know, from, from the first moment. And in, in that experience of coming out to a group of therapists and to Ellen and Pete and that whole thing, um, I felt such support and acceptance and, and like this net that just kind of came under me. And in that Mm -hmm. process, I just remember that weekend having this, I, I think a fairly 
profound feeling of, of the, this is my next purpose. It's sort of a, a deep calling and not in the religious sense, but, but just yeah. in that man in, in, in the depth of my gut, I had this strong feeling I need to create a, a therapy home for my my people for for my, my so, um, oh, so, so, that, so if I'm a lesbian uh, individual and a couple what do I expect if I contact you and I'm entered into your coaching program what do I get yeah you you get you get somebody that's walked in your shoes and really understands the the unique challenges to lesbian relationships um, I, I have in in person practice as well as an online coaching program the the it's a 10-week program online just for lesbian couples. Uh, there's training modules and workbooks that, that I toiled over for months. Um, and then a community, a community of other lesbian couples that want to grow oh. and, and, and create an amazing relationship. And and my wife and I, she, Lisa's also a therapist, um, we, we co, co-facilitate it. And that's, okay. it's just a ton of fun. And we also get to model what, you know, Two, two women that have done their work, how, how they get to show up in the world. Yeah, so tell me, what's in the 10 weeks? Like, what, what would I get if I bought that package? There's there's five um, training modules, um, all of which I think are foundational to building secure relationships. Um, and there, you know, there, there's video training and PowerPoints and workbooks that have a lot of exercises. Like communication, is that what you mean? Like, or what I understand sexual health, how to talk to my partner about sex, like, you mean like that? Yeah, so, so um, you know, le- learning the, the fundamentals of what, what makes a good relationship, how our our neurology, how our brains affect, uh, you know, whether, whether we get into a big fight or not, and how to recognize if we're, leave, you know, fleeing our window of tolerance. Um, so there's a section on brain, there's a section on... Uh, understanding our roots, each other's roots is all about re- attachment and, and uh, relationship styles. Okay. Um, there's a big section on communication. Um, there's not a section on, on sex and sexual health. I think that's going to be the next, the next course. Yeah. I would totally encourage it because so many, you know, I have a lot of lesbian couples and clients and they're, they're struggling, you know, and yeah. they have the similar struggles that straight couples have, as you said, desire discrepancy, but they have specific things, you know, like for instance, you know, both might be going through menopause. Yeah. One in four women have been sexually abused. So there might be a sexual abuse story or trauma history and, and addressing those kinds of things when it's happened to both of them, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, menopause is a bear. <laughs> Menstrual cycles that the, they they tend to get um, synchronized, but that that can be a challenge too for for two women. So yeah, that, that's that's my next one. Okay, uh, and then there's a for, for the the current program. There's a two hour coaching call once a week. Uh, so we we get on a Zoom platform and and just do a lot of great work with all the couples here. And is that like I, we can talk about anything or do you have like a set way? Okay, here's what we're going to talk about. It's a theme every week or no? It, it's a combination. Sometimes it's, you know, let, let, here's a couple of starters. Let's see if we can get a, group, a good group process going. Other times um, we, we're a little bit more structured. So it, it just depends on the week and what's happening in the group. Okay, great. Um, and then what about um, 
other things uh, in terms of um, intimacy? How do you help them? Not just sexual, obviously, but um, in terms of two women, is it is there something different to help them get toward closer intimacy than there would be other couples? I don't know if it's different. I think the the bigger emphasis for lesbians that, that I do is to re- to really work through this piece of how 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 can we move into to a place where we we can be our unique strong selves, all the while having a, a very safe and secure us, right? So so that combination of we're we're together and we're separate. So so I think that emphasis might be a little bit unique. We, mm-hmm. we talk a lot about ways to to maintain and nurture connection, you know, whether it's through hugging or eye gazing or, or repairing quickly or responding to, to what Gottman calls bids for connection. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Also have, have a lot of discussion around how do we how do we form habits that really support the relationship and what are mm-hmm. those habits and what what are really why are agreements important in relationships? Explicit agreements, and and uh, you know, help them determine what's going to be best for them as a couple. What about um? I, there's another therapist. I I'm I'm blocking on her name because I'm I'm I don't know why. But she talks about internalized lesbian phobia, and she says it's really important to not call it homophobia when it's women because lesbians have their own specific ways of experiencing homophobia. Do you, do you agree with that? And could you speak to that? That's interesting. Uh, I have, I, I need to find that, uh, re- that, yeah. that person and, and read her, her work. Um, I've always identified with internalized homophobia. So I'm going to have to think about that one, Joe. What, it's all right. It, I just like that. Because right? I think that's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. What have you learned about that? Well, here's what it reminds me of misogyny and misogynoir. Misogyny would happen to you as a white woman, but misogynoir would be misogyny against a person of color, a woman of color. Yeah. So, and she experiences it very differently, you know? And so I think just the whole idea that if you look up lesbian health or lesbian couples and you go to a bunch of porn sites, just that, that alone is in a, in a sense lesbian phobia, that, that all yeah. lesbians just have a bunch of sex and we're, they're, they're making porn and it's just bullshit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and we haven't gotten good portrayal in in uh, in the media or, or shows or you know. No, I mean it's so much better. Young people don't understand. Yeah, we have Ellen. Yeah, we had Roseanne or Rosie um, O'Donnell. I mean, we have a lot. We have um, I forget the name of that woman that has a CNN show or MSNBC show. Rachel Maddow, uh, but we don't see like. Ongoing lesbian couples, ongoing, you know, the the inner workings. One thing I do notice and wonder if you see this in your office, um, lesbian couples for me, women couples, escalate way faster, way faster than a straight couple, than a a gay couple in my office. Do you see that as well? And when you say escalate, they escalate in terms of um, anger, frustration, um, the power struggle. They, they can both be very passionate in, in their positions. And I think because there's not the same power difference, that, 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 that can be part of it as well. Okay. I have my own theory. I wanted to run by you. I wondered, because I wonder what your thoughts were. 
Um, I feel like women in general are taught not to show strong emotion and not to be angry or work through anger. They're, you know, they're supposed to suppress it. You know, still women are socialized. So by the time they get into my office, they're in a rage. I see it as rage. And I'll say to them, I want to help you remove the rage to get to the anger, but then under the anger, get to the hurt. But when you're in my office and we start talking and you escalate to this rage, I can't help you. I'm just sitting here watching until you're done. It's, it can be very difficult and I have to really work with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I wondered if you noticed the same thing. Yeah. with, With some lesbian couples, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple that was just here last week and, and both of them walk, you know, Got, be, became rageful and just left the office uh, for a few minutes and then came back mm-hmm. in. But they, j- just a yeah, uh, yeah, getting triggered and 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 not really knowing what to do at that point. Not right as a couple. Right. I just see it a little bit more. I just noticed that in 37 years with women couples than I have more. So, and I always attribute it to they're not sorting through um, in the same way that other couples do their anger, their feelings. Yeah. And, For, yeah. Particularly negative emotions. Um, yeah. Anger, hurt. Yeah. yeah. But there's, some, there, there's an avoidance, I think, a greater avoidance of that vulnerability around negative emotions. That's it. Yes, that's it. Right. And you wouldn't expect that with women. I think that's what caught me off guard in the beginning. You would think, well, women wouldn't be avoiding. They're going to be, you know, more. But I think to just go be it, they are peacemakers, right? Giving uh, socializes, just going along and giving the peace. And then eventually it doesn't work, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And not talk to speak up about about those negative things. Right. That's what I that's a better way to say. It. Yes. Um. What else do you think before we end uh, that you wanted listeners to know about your lesbian coaching program and just your work? Yeah, I um, I, I just want to get the word out about about the lesbian coaching program. Another thing I do, which um, I have a lot of fun with, is a one one or two day private couples retreat. So oh. there's no umbrella drinks or spa treatments, but folks come to, come to Denver um, and we work together for for usually a two-day intensive. Um, I had a couple that was here Monday and yesterday, and it was, it was transformative um, for for their relationship. And I, I really enjoy doing that. It, it's pretty exhausting. But yeah, it, oh, I know. Man, the transformation can be golly, mer- close to miraculous or magical, yeah. I would say, um, ju- just focusing on the relationship in, in that way. Yeah. So that's another thing I offer um, for for women uh, that that are in a pretty big crisis and need something to happen soon. I do that too. I love doing. Yeah. In fact, I always say if I could stop doing all therapy and only do intensives, I would be so happy at this point because I don't watch a clock. I can yeah. work with you until the argument's over. We can yeah. do a little EMDR. We can do some regression therapy, all kinds of stuff that I can't. We have to wait until the next appointment. I hate it. I'd rather just do it in one weekend. I'm exactly with you. And, and uh, yes, that is my goal to, to, to get to the place that I do intensives and the online coaching program. And I think I can serve my community best like that. I do too. I do too. And people yeah. don't want to wait forever and they don't, I'm noticing more and more people want to get to the root of things. So that's great. You offer that. How can they find you on the internet? Where, where do they go? To lesbiancouplesinstitute.com. And uh, there's, there's a place there to, to fill out a, a contact form. If, if you would like to get hop on the phone and chat. Um, so that's the best place to find me. 
And then under services, there's a variety of services uh, that might be. That's great. I think it's wonderful you and your wife are doing this, holding a space for lesbian couples, which is not popular. I mean, there's, I feel like there's more resources for gay men than there are for lesbians. So it's just so wonderful to spotlight you and the work you're doing uh, for that for the community. Yeah. 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 So thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And thank you all to, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go online and rate um, and review the Smart Sex, Smart Love. You can find us on SmartSexSmartLove.com. And you can also find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. It's all at Dr. Joe Court, D-R-J-O-E-K-O-R-T. And you can always go to my website, JoeCourt.com. See you next time. Stay healthy. Stay safe.